Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. All right. You want to get started? Nice. You want to you start this sure. thing? All right. Here, let's see. Uh, do I have everything going? I think I do. I think I do. All right, let's see. Let's see if my buttons work. That wasn't the right button. <laughs> and yet surprisingly apt. It was totally the wrong button, but it's totally the right button at the same time. Those are my new sound effects for the game show. I was on the wrong setting. That's hilarious. Oh man, that's so good. All right. God. <laughs> Don't edit that out. All right, let's see. Let's try this again. <laughs> Robots Radio presents The Cyberbuck Lorecast. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. Courier in chat says, this song makes me think of neon. Yeah, that's the point. That's the idea, is that this music makes you think of like dark night night city on the streets with wet roads and neon lights reflecting off of them yeah and a saxophone player in the background rocking out with steam coming out of one of the alleyways <laughs> like like a bad late night 80s made for tv movie anyway welcome to the cyberpunk lorecast i'm your host tom of robots <laughs> this has been a funny intro i'm you probably heard the mistake uh, beginning that we did because I hit the wrong buttons and I'm gonna leave that in here. So welcome to the show I'm here as usual with Logan. Logan. What's going on, buddy? How are things? <laughs> things are going great. Uh, it's a new console generation. The weather's nice and crisp and uh, it, we're, we're getting closer to cyberpunk maybe hopefully yeah, yeah, hopefully things seem to still be on track. And this episode, we actually have some spoilery stuff about some uh, leaked uh, achievements, which kind of spoil some of the things that are going to be in the game. Uh, we're putting that at the end of the episode. So you guys will get to that at the very end. If you don't want any spoilers, you can just listen to the whole episode. We'll let you know when we're getting into that part and then you can cut it off there. Um, otherwise, Stay through to the end so you can hear all the uh, uh, list of achievements and the kinds of speculation around that. Before we get to that and the news, we're going to do all that at the end. We're going to cover a lore topic this week. And this week, we are talking about the Scavengers, which is a gang in 2077 that we have not covered yet. This is not one of the main gangs that shows up on the maps because they're everywhere. They and this is something I stumbled upon recently and I was like, hey, how did we miss this? How did we not cover this? And in fact, they've been hinted at in the um, in the trailers and, and the stuff that's coming up. In fact, there's a quote from Jackie, if you remember in the trailer where he was asked which gangs uh, the city's biggest and baddest, according to the NCPD. And he answers scavs hold the body count title or maelstrom, depending on the season. That's actually a quote. The scavs that he's talking about are a gang. They are the scavengers. And um, 
did you did you know about this, Logan? We haven't really discussed this much. I put together the show notes today, and we yeah. haven't really talked about this too much. Yeah. So these guys, uh, I, I didn't really think about them as like a guild or like a not a guild, a gang. Um, just kind of because I feel like they're going to be, they're going to be like the every everyone that you can kill that you're okay killing. Like they're not going to hurt your reputation. You're not really going to have to concern yourself because it doesn't seem like they're going to be too big of a uh, a street cred fro- focus in in the game. It feels like they're just going to be kind of out there. But yeah, they're kind of like the the I don't know if you ever saw the movie. Uh, repo the genetic opera but they are kind of out there just scavenging for for whatever they can to be able to to uh like you know get money drugs whatever they're looking for but yeah i always kind of just assumed that these were going to be like the the kind of unnamed bad guys that we'd be going after yeah the kind of like uh the gun fodder right these these are the guys who just kind of when there's not a specific other gang involved these are the guys who just show up but it turns out that they're they might be a little bit more organized than that or not um but i thought it would be really interesting to kind of dig into this and see see what we've got going on here so um and also to note i i didn't note this at the beginning usually i do we are live right now it is sunday night at 9 p.m eastern 6 p.m pacific on twitch.tv slash robots radio so come join us live if you have the opportunity in the future and so well, let's dig into this so i i pulled some of the de- the details about this and there's uh the, the wikis on cyberpunk when i started this show were empty there were the online wikis had very little information i had to dig through all of the documents in order to get anything now especially with the new game coming out very very soon they've been filled up people have been working these so i'm going to reference some of the stuff from the uh uh which one was it the fan whatever it is wiki the ah, i forget the name of it anyway you you know uh fandom.com i think that's it uh, wiki anyway it says here scavengers are ruthless low-life scum who prey on unwary law-abiding citizens and gangsters alike or gangers alike they emerged as a side effect of the mass availability of body augmentations harvesting cyberware and organs in a nasty but profitable business the scavengers fill this niche by assaulting their victims on the street they're absolutely brutal with zero regard to human life to a scav a human is just a set of products waiting to be sold on the black market. How does that, what do you think about this, Logan? I think it's cool. I think it's it's you know there's always uh, going to be people. It's just like with um, scalpers. Like we deal with scalpers in which is funny because of the term it does not suggest what they're actually what their actions are you know scalpers usually buy stuff and then resell it for a higher price whereas these guys are just going out and just grabbing anyone that they possibly can and just like a chop shop they're they're taking those bodies and taking the parts and then reselling them on aftermarket or black markets and they are you know if you're if you can't afford you know the big bright shiny new stuff then you're going to go to a pawn shop and pick up what you can from what you can get and that's kind of what these guys are but with body parts so yeah kind of scary yeah that in fact that may be where a lot of the black market is getting their parts from are the scavengers they're the, they might be the primary you know <laughs> intake of items and you don't want to be somebody who's walking down say an alleyway in night city on a bad night and have shiny new chrome arms or legs or something because they might come out of the sides of the buildings and decide oh guess guess what those are ours now and you're not dead so 
got to be careful with these guys. Um, so according to the wiki, the philosophy and structure of the group, this, uh, the scavengers don't obey any particular philosophy. They don't care about anything but themselves and profit. They're singularly minded. They're merciless, immoral. Their methods are far from sophisticated. Scavs are not afraid to get their hands dirty. This loosely defined gang has achieved a monopoly in the body parts aftermarket since their customers would rather pay for human organs and secondhand cyberware than get into the gore business themselves. Cyberware used used by the gang includes cyber optics, pain editors, health monitors, Kariznikovs, and KERS. The scavengers do not have a single cohesive piece of turf. Their groups are spread throughout Night City and mark the presence with tags and graffiti. They can be found anywhere, but they have a more concentrated presence in northern Pacifica and southern part of Wellsprings. Due to this scattering, they tend to form small bands with little or no internal hierarchy or structure. Though groups tend to be led by the most unscrupulous or scrupulous, savage, and cunning individuals. Despite their lack of organized structure, scavenger groups are definitely not to be disregarded or taken lightly, knowing that their gruesome reputation is one of their few assets. They will make sure to make a grisly example of anyone who crosses them or complicates their business. So, not particularly organized unless they have somebody who is part of a specific group of them who tends to be a more dominant personality among them. This seems yeah, to be I think, the way they're set up. I think we're going to see some of that in, in the game as well, too. Um, I, I would not be surprised if we run into certain smaller groups of scavs that, um, that have a leadership that are kind of disrupting some of the other gangs maybe and as a way to try and like get in with a gang you know you might have to go out and take out a group of scavs that are kind of moving in on the territory for the gang or you know you may even just like uh pull up some of the the wanted posters for uh you know like nc um pd and actually go out and hunt down some of these these uh scav leaders and uh, just kind of root out some of the 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 filth that's going on with some of these people that are just deducting kind of goes back to the um the first trailer that we ever caught where it was like it was the, the whole thing was us rescuing some woman who had been abducted by scavs and we're gonna get was gonna get torn apart for her body parts and uh you kind of see like what their lifestyle is like it, their, their whole place just looks like a, a a horrific uh kind of surgical room makeshift in in these apartments where they can just go and chop up a bunch of bodies and throw them on ice and sell the parts yeah yeah, they live kind of uh, very rough, um, fairly unorganized. Now, the thing about the scavs is is this this concept that the pursuit of all the best parts, whether they're body parts or cybernetic enhancements, and the the willingness to pay for them on the black market to get them cheaper, is what drives the fact that they exist at all. So the it's kind of like the rat race of being. You know, everybody needs to have these cyber augments in order to be in this echelon of society to be the haves rather than the have nots is what consider what basically creates the demand, which allows the scavengers to, to be a thing at all. Uh, it's similar to something like um, the diamond industry, this idea that we as Western society like diamonds and we give them as wedding gifts and those kinds of things creates a demand, which means that there are countries out there that 
enslave or nearly enslave people to work in diamond mines in order to fulfill that demand. And they can get away with it because of the, the distance in the laws and because of the unawareness of the public, that sort of thing. So this creates like a moral dilemma. And, and I have to wonder, like in the game, are we going to be able to pick up black market augments? Are we going to be funding the scavengers ourselves while still fighting them? Is that going to be a thing? Because those things are directly tied together. Yeah, it, it really kind of makes you wonder, like, you you kind of have to go to, like, a trusted Ripper doctor if you don't want to get one of these parts. Because I, I always wonder with some of these parts if there's, like, tracking on them. Because that was um, kind of what I was thinking about when we were talking about or when we were talking about this and looking it over. In something like uh, Repo Genetic Opera, it's a story about how augmented body parts are now the way of the future. And that's how you prolong your life. But there are loans, uh, like, egregious loans you have to take out to get these augments and if you don't pay those then the repo man will come for them <laughs> and if, if it's a kidney he's going to kill you and he's going to take your kidney um so it's one of those things like is there a way to track some of these higher end uh, uh parts and if so are the corporations going to have like repo men to come and claim those if, if you try to use them or are you going to be hired from one of those companies to go out and try and reclaim some of these scavenged body parts from from scavs it's it's it really kind of makes me wonder and um i want to call out in uh in chat as well uh yobi mayo mayo uh mentioned alita battle angel or battle angel alita if you read the manga um this there was a a lot of kind of horror elements that were written in that manga at the beginning that kind of touched on this jack the ripper style person who is out there murdering people for their body parts and uh and, and you know you come to find out something something about that person in the district the difference but that was definitely something in that series as well too where it, in that world there are people out there scavenging body parts whether it be from dumps or from morgues or from uh live people in the streets yeah yeah it's uh <laughs> it's it, this is not a thing that's only in cyberpunk like this is still like a real world thing like this can happen um Sibyl in chat also says we'll be able to loot cyberware ourselves in certain situations so it is true that you'll be able to come across that in the game from being able to loot it off bodies or you know in situations but at the same time i have to wonder about you know the que the quests built around this are they're going to be quests built around the idea that some rare piece of cyber augmentation is now available because scavs have picked it up and do you have the option to pay for it or you have the option to steal it from them you know like how does that work it's a out? question of morality yeah. you know like if you kill someone who's who you've been you know a commission to kill or you kill someone who's bad and you take their cyberware how much different is that from killing someone uh, as a scab and taking their their stuff it's it's like you really have to think like how do you want to play your character in this world do you want to take the the moral high ground considering the the position that you're at or do you just want to throw morality to the wayside and keep it in that gray zone between between where it works out for you but you'll you'll take someone else out for doing it yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good question because well, let's just finish up the, uh, the article on this. It says mm -hmm. it includes their sources of income, uh, assault, abduction, like we mentioned, mutilation and dismemberment, of course, because they've got to cut these parts off are the scavengers usual modus operandi. 
their victims or donors as scavs call them which <laughs> creates this assumption that it's like of their own volition but it's not are often never found because the gang tend to use the entire body of their victims any cyberware or organs that can be harvested are sold or placed on the black market the impossible to find leftovers are either dumped burned or left to fodder for rats in the city sewers can't imagine having to work down in the city sewers and come across all the different leftover body parts. Scavengers are the main suppliers for low-end cyberware for other gangs, small-time criminals, and sh uh, shady ripper dogs. They're also frequently hired to perform unpleasant or inconvenient tasks with which their clients do not want to be associated, be they heists, hit jobs, and abductions. As long as there's money on the table, the scavs We'll take the job, no questions asked. So they're kind of the bottom feeders of the gang world without any any real strict organization, uh, very loose policies. They'll take on whatever they can. And of course, I'm sure if they're doing some other job and they happen to take somebody out, acquiring the body and removing the parts is probably just kind of an extra side benefit at that point. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. It makes me think about like what what pushes a person to go and join this gang. Like how how bad is are things for you and and who's around you that you have to start leaning more into this and then compared them to say like the Maelstrom who are more more kind of uh, uh, driven to body augmentations, like as opposed to just being like out there trying to make as much money as you can, killing innocents or you know stealing body parts, things like that. Maelstrom just want their own turf, whereas these guys don't really like. That's that's the scarier thing to me is the person that doesn't have something to protect is mm -hmm. is the the person that you want to be careful of. So the, when they say like you know you should be careful of scavs it's like actually yeah you probably should. They have less to lose and more to more to gain uh by coming at you. So they're probably going to be uh, abundant as, as we kind of go around from place to place and you probably won't probably won't get to talk to gangs uh, or gang leaders the way you will if it was like uh, uh moxes or or you know um the the valentinos and stuff like you're you're probably just gonna have to take what you can get and stay alive with the scavs yeah it seems it seems that way um so that's what we've got on them so far i'm sure we're going to run into them a lot in the games and uh, of course blow a lot of them up into little pieces um i also have to wonder how many of the uh body parts they actually take they use themselves or if it's more of a for-profit thing I, I would imagine since there's not a whole lot of structure around it, certain ones or especially the leaders of smaller groups are likely to take and hold on to things that they think are going to be val valuable to themselves to keep them alive or help them do their jobs better. So they may have some interesting low level augments, I would assume, uh, among themselves. So that's what we got for them this week. Uh, we've got a bunch of news to get to. Let's get through the middle of the episode and then we're going to get to the news and the spoilery stuff. So stay tuned. Guardians, we are the Destiny Show Podcast, a weekly podcast about all things Destiny 2. We invite amazing guests from the Destiny community to share their stories and discuss the latest topics from the world of Destiny. Check us out on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. 
We will see you, Starside. All right, we're in the middle of the episode, and this is where we thank all of our patrons for being there for us to help support the show. You guys are amazing. We have a brand new patron this this last week, Mickey O'D. Uh, pledged uh, five dollars. Thank you so much for helping support the shows. And just a reminder: if you are interested in helping support the show, getting ad-free episodes, getting episodes a day early, and even there's even a tier to join us on the show at the end of the month, which is something that we need to set up. We're getting about halfway through the month now, and that means that two weeks from now, on the 29th, is the Sunday. Two weeks from now, at the end of the month. So on that on that Sunday, if you are a supporter at the uh, $25 level, then you will get to join us on the show. And I had teased a little bit uh, a few episodes ago about um, having guests from Artelsorian on, and we don't actually have a date for that yet, but we still need questions. We still need questions. There is a specific channel on the Robots Radio Discord that you can send your questions to us for that episode, and we'll let you know more about that when we get that scheduled, but our our patrons at the $25 level will get to join us on that episode to ask questions themselves as well, which should be super exciting. So hopefully we'll have a good group of us, including uh, our guest, and that that's going to be awesome. Also, another way to support the show is by leaving ratings and reviews, and we've got two new ones on Apple Podcasts, one from PacerGal301 from Canada, who writes, A great podcast and wonderful community. Both the lore and the news aspects are always informative and entertaining. I highly recommend that anyone who enjoys this podcast also watch it live as Tom and Logan both engage with their listeners and make it a fun experience. Well, thank you so much, Pacer Gal. Um, we we do enjoy doing that. And if you're in chat right now, thank you uh, very directly from us to you in chat. <laughs> also, we have uh, Garciar. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly from the United States who writes awesome show five stars one of the best shows entertaining and fun to exclamation marks so thank you so much for that as well um, also it doesn't just have to be Apple podcasts if you happen to have a podcatcher out there that you can review us on not all of them you can do that but any reviews would possibly help it's just the ones from Apple podcasts that we're able to pull together from all the different sources and countries in order to read those out so thank you for all of your support we very, very much appreciate it. All right, let's move on to all the news and, and fun other stuff we have to get to today. Logan, we've got a bunch of news. We've got, yeah. there's a bunch of stuff going on here, and there's this entire list of Chivos, I just I listed them in the show notes. Achievo list. Um, we're gonna hit those last, like I mentioned before. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about some of the customization stuff while I get it ready to pull up on screen? Yeah. So um, if you guys haven't been trolling Reddit or uh, venturing over to Cyberpunk 2077's videos to watch all the different TV spots, uh, we we got a new one in Germany, and there was a ton of information that was kind of hidden within it that that was uh, new content that we hadn't actually seen, and it was kind of nice to to have the the community grab it. Uh, a lot of a lot of people were like kind of pulling out certain clips of 
of it, but some people were actually slowing it down. And we got some details on some of the things that are going to be expected with the game that uh, we, we didn't previously know, which is surprising considering how close this game is to actually being out. Um, so the the first one, it looks like we're, we're grabbing a video of, I think this is going to be the, um, the slowed down parts of it. Yeah, this is the so we'll be yeah, able to. yeah, this is somebody on Reddit did, was nice enough to take the part of this this uh, German video and I recommend going and, and watching through it. Uh, just watch through the whole thing. You'll see a bunch of footage that you haven't seen before. There's there are some specific things I wanted to point out and I've got it set up on the screen here. So if you uh, if you are not with us on the live stream, we'll do our best to describe it for the audio audience. And if you would like to check this out, it will be up on the Robots Radio Discord. Um, or I mean, I'm sorry, Robots Radio YouTube. Uh, in the as soon as this episode is up uh, for everyone, so here, check this out. We've got this section of the show. I'm not going to play play the whole thing, but I want to play the part with the character customization, and they slow it down. And I'm going to pause it as it goes. So we had a picture of both of the two characters, the male and female V, and then it zooms into the male V and some customization settings. And this is all in German. But what we can tell is that there's a number of different settings for things, including hair color and skin color, um, hair types, and it it jumps through some variations on hair types. We, we went from like a buzz cut to a mohawk to a man bun. Is that what, what you would call this? Yep. <laughs> I would call this totally. a man bun. I'm going to make it a little bit it's bigger on screen. This is definitely a man bun. Uh, and then we're going to go to the next one. Then it zooms in and he's got just kind of a short, uh, you know, shaved on the sides with more hair on top kind of look. And now they are customizing the um, circuitry on the face and neck. And if you if you notice in all the artwork, there are these lines that run along the sides of like the character's scalp. Well, it looks like there's going to be a lot of different augment variations for where the uh, circuitry can run. Right now we're looking at one where it's running around in like a, a five sided shape with some extra little nodes on the cheek and then down the neck and then there's also a bridge on the nose this one it's uh thicker lines that run across the front of the face from the um uh, across the uh cheeks like the cheekbones up over the bridge of the nose onto the other cheekbone and now we're going to teeth Oop. options <laughs> and I'm going to play that again. I'm going to back up over it. And this is very slow, mo slow motion. So you switch to teeth out options. The, char the character model opens his mouth in like into a grin with his teeth kind of clenched. And it goes from natural teeth to chrome teeth to colored chrome teeth. It looks like it does, does like a copper color. And then the character closes his mouth again. And then they, they switch out. So interesting stuff. What do you think about this? I was really surprised at just the sheer number of options. Like you get uh, scars, you can get, um, you know, cyberware, you can get uh, uh, tattoos, you can get piercings, you can change the piercing colors, you can change your teeth, you can change your teeth color. I was not expecting that much. And it's, it's funny because I actually wanted to bring this up and this was a perfect opportunity. Um, how do you feel overall at just the sheer number of customizations that we're getting for a first person game because i i at this point i'm like this is really cool i really love it i really hope there's a way for me to be able to see it beyond just cutscenes and yeah. maybe dialogue options so i i, I want to get your your feedback because i'm a i'm a little 
I'm a little bummed that they're giving us all this and it's and it's going to be a first person game. But I also appreciate the the attention to detail that they're giving us. I just don't I don't know how well represented it's going to be actually in the game when we get a chance. Well, I I have two thoughts on that. One, um, it is a first it is a single player game. I'm sure people are going to mod it in ways that you can show off your character if that is if they don't have like a photo mode already associated to the game which i haven't heard anything of specifically the other thing is that this is all preliminary to what's going to happen with the multiplayer version of the game so if all of these settings also can carry over to your multiplayer character or if you can import your your main character from this into the multiplayer game then all of a sudden now everyone sees your what your character looks like and you'll be able to see it too i'm sure in in different settings and and situations so yeah this is one of those have to wait and see i'm sure if there's enough of the audience that says hey we need to be able to see our characters more often they'll put in some settings there'll be something they'll they'll edit into more later what do you think think I, I'm I'm thinking now. I'm kind of wondering. Like these these are the options that we have. Uh, I'm I'm curious if any of this is going to be able to be changed in game. Say like you you make a choice mm-hmm. or you see some gear and that that you know that look would be really cool, but not with the hairstyle that that you're having. Say like the man bun is clipping into something or the <laughs> right. mohawk is being covered by a helmet. As you man know, buns that. do, you know. Yeah, they do clip. One one can say um, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm really curious, like, uh, are we going to be able to change our appearance once we make it? Or is there any way to go in and be like, yeah. hey, you know, this is cool, but I'd like to get some surgery done. And because I, I, I mean, I, I know that they have the Neo Kitsch and some of the like the big celebrities or the models they're they're all chromed out and it looks really cool. Yeah. I haven't seen anything that really suggests that we're going to be able to do that. And I kind of want to know, like, can yeah. we can we go that route? Well, with as much um, as much as they've said around this being a, uh, you know, cyberpunk is is known for being style above substance. I mean, that was kind of a tagline from the early uh, tabletop stuff. And they've they've played with that uh, saying. I've even played with that saying on the podcast. Um, I would imagine I would imagine that there's going to be beauty salons and upgrade places where you're going to it's going to pull out and it's going to you're going to look at the augments that you put on your character. I would be very surprised if you can't do something as simple as change your hairstyle or or reroute the, uh, you know, the lines on your face if you wanted to do that or or when you get eye augments, it doesn't zoom out and show you like, okay, now your eye looks like this. Um, I would be very surprised because I think that's part of the anticipation of the game. That's part of the the joy of the way the game looks is being able to see what your character looks like and make you feel like this badass cyberpunk and look awesome. So yeah, I would be surprised. Um, but again, we'll have to wait and see. Um, there is something else yeah. I wanted to, to point out in this video. There is a scene where Johnny Silverhand is sitting with his boots up on the table in front of you and check this out. I want to play it and then I'm going to comment on it. Here it is. Did you see that? There were, he's sitting there, he's talking, he's holding onto his glasses, he's gesturing, it's completely motion uh, capped, but the thing that I find so interesting about this is that in the frame of where he's at, there are vertical lines that every so often shimmer as if he's like a hologram. He's not actually in in the chair in front of you. What do you think, Logan? I think I think it's I think it's safe to say he's he's definitely 
something that only you can see. And I and I kind of goes kind of goes back to that first mission where you have to go get the uh, the chip. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I have a feeling that Johnny's presence, his his consciousness, is copied onto that chip. And the only way you can uh, the only way you can actually secure it is by sticking it in you. But that triggers some sort of protocol and Johnny appears and he's like, Hey, you're going to be the next cyberpunk warrior. And I need you to get off your butt and help me do yeah. something, something or other, <laughs> right. you know, and that's, that's how he's going to be. So what, what strikes me is I, I can imagine in cyberpunk, there is no shortage of people who are sitting around talking to themselves, but this is one of those situations where it's kind of like, uh, Hi, this is my best friend Harvey the Rabbit. You can't see him, but he's totally here, and I'm totally talking to him. So just accept the fact that I'm going to be talking to him uh-huh. when I'm also talking to you. And I, w- I would love to see Jackie's reaction if he catches you mm-hmm. talking to Johnny. Yeah, while yeah. he's around. Yeah, I also. And if you're going to have to actually go ahead. Oh, uh, if you're actually going to have to play that off, like, it, is there like a, is there like a, like a, uh, insane insanity, like <laughs> quota that you're like, okay, I promise I'm not crazy, but Johnny Silverhand's talking to me and they're like, oh, the, the famous rocker the, from the, the 2020s. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 He's what, like a hundred years old now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right, buddy. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I also, I'm going to play this again. I also. I don't want to dwell on this too long, but I also like the quality of the animation, the motion capture. The, I mean, it looks very natural. It looks like how Keanu Reeves moves, if I can even say that, but it looks, I mean, it looks, it's obviously him. I wonder mm-hmm. if he motion captured all of the acting for those scenes. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. But yeah, I mean, yeah I'm, I'm willing to bet they did. It looks really good. Like this, this I'm going to play it one more time. It's so it's so natural looking. Sitting there the talking, thing that I really, he's gesturing. really like about this is the setting uh, Tom's diner. It looks like a 1950s diner. So it's literally a, a, a diner that is fashioned after a style that is 127 years <laughs> yeah. old. Can yeah. anyone imagine like in the year 2020 in our life going back to uh, the 1980 or the 1900 would it be? it'd be 1900 it'd be turn of the yeah, century 1900 a turn, turn of the, of the century, century saloon like, <laughs> like let, <let's>, yeah. <laughs> that's what it would be like or you'd be in a major city yeah. and it would just be a little bit more sophisticated saloon I mean basically right yeah it, it would why, be why, oh man I guess they kind of did that with Westworld didn't they that was like the whole yeah the whole pitch for Westworld was like go back to the to the 1900s and stuff huh no, yeah. I guess it'd be, right, the, it'd be it. like the late 1800s <laughs> it'd be like mid to late 1800s yeah yeah but not, by 1900 it, it would have been just like a like it wouldn't you wouldn't have had a I mean you could have had a diner but it would be just like wood paneling yeah and, and very simple looking um it wouldn't be anything too too fancy unless it was a very upscale kind of restaurant yeah but i think those would be the only options as far as i know anyway let's move on what else do we have for uh for the news this week 
Um, so it, going into the the uh, kind of YouTube side of it, we got a new song released from Samurai, uh, which is obviously not the the, the actual uh, band, but we got a new song released, and I'm actually uh, it, it's it's good. It's probably not the the one that like I don't know. I, I feel like uh, I feel like they're they're definitely getting a lot of the eclectic sounds that they want and i think the soundtrack i i honestly just kind of hope that they release this soundtrack as something that's available for everyone somewhere and that not just like on twitter because one of the problems that i i run into is you just don't have a good way to get uh like a full soundtrack so i'm hoping that these are all on spotify or like itunes and stuff in the future um so we yeah. we got uh black dog by Samurai, which is a refused song. Um, now that I think about, it, I was thinking of one of the other ones that came out recently. But um, I'm, I'm glad that they're that they're still putting out this stuff. It felt like maybe they'd slowed down a little bit for some reason. Maybe the the they just didn't feel like it was getting as much traction as they wanted it to. But um, I really just I want to know more about like if if these are going to be some or if these songs are going to be in game. If you're going to have to go to concerts, things like that. But yeah. I'd love to find out how they're how they're actually implemented. Sure, um, sure. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. I, uh, I need to listen to this. Oh, gotcha. Um, and I can't play it. Right, I was going like oh, I can just play it right now. No, I can't because we'll, we might get DMCA'd at some point. Ooh. So no, they will. Oh, you can because Cyberpunk said Cyberpunk. They, uh, CDPR said all of their music was uh, was custom, so they weren't oh. going to be they weren't going to be doing any kind of um, uh, DMCA for it because that was one of the the things that we talked about when streamers were hitting up yeah, uh, right. CDPR and being like, hey can we stream your game? And they're like, yeah, everything's custom. You're so right, you don't have right. to worry about copyright. You're right. I'm so triggered. I'm so trigger uh, shy with this because of all the wackiness on Twitch. And no. <laughs> let me, let, we'll just play a little snippet of it here. Here it is. turning down yeah uh, sounds i mean very in line with the other stuff uh this one's a little bit more relaxed feeling but then it, it definitely amps up it's a little it's a little slower yeah um it's got that it's got that uh early 90s like not mainline grunge band sound 
but like edges of punk grunge hardcore sound does that make sense it, yeah it, it definitely feels like uh like something off the white pony album or something you know it's 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 a little heavy but it's it's definitely more chilled um yeah. a little bit of alt alt grunge uh, little, but, yeah, yeah it's got that it's, alt it's got like that heavy alternative quality of like the early 90s like the, the the very yeah the crunchy almost late, late 90s. springy uh guitar tone with the uh you know the verses that just like tell you a little bit of a story and then i'm gonna yell a lot on the chorus you know like that kind of thing um but yeah it's cool yeah. i mean this it, it i think it, it fits the mood i think it's really cool yeah I, I would love to have that as a as kind of like a nice drive around song to listen to um there's some of the other songs by refused are, are a lot more uh kind of poppy they they definitely kind of get a little higher little bpm going so i tend to lean more towards those but mm -hmm. it was a good song and and i'm glad that they're still kind of releasing the album uh little by little and i do i still really appreciate the fact that cdpr has gone the route of picking up a band and getting them to do original music for the band samurai because it it really it kind of makes me feel like you know you're not going to get this outside of the game like you're not going to listen to the radio and, and listen to samurai you're not going to run into that and that's yeah. kind of a cool kind of a cool feeling to know like you know you can have a love for a band that doesn't actually exist because the only way the only place that exists is in cyberpunk right right um but that was uh so that was that was one of the cool things that kind of came out over on twitter uh cdpr announced a couple things um the first one being that we found out there's going to be a uh, uh or that there there was actually a stream for cyberpunk red cyberpunk that red was on the, it's the out 14th it's out yeah it's out it's, go get it go get yes. it it is huge <laughs> We have copies. It is huge. Uh, we have copies. We Thank you to Artel Sorian Games who uh, gifted us copies of Cyberpunk Red. Uh, in order for us to do research, we had him, got them a little early, and uh, to read up on stuff. This thing is packed. It is huge. Dense. It is dense. It has all sorts of cool story bits in between the gameplay instructions. There is a lot in there. I have read through parts of it, but it's going to take me a little while to read through all of it. Um, yeah. It like they they have done their work. This is awesome. If you're into if you want to role play tabletop role play cyberpunk along with playing it in, you know, on your computer or on your console, this is pick this up. Cyberpunk Red. Go check it out. Also, this video that the the nine hour stream that they did, one point five million views. That's it's it doesn't seem like much, but for for being like a, a pen and paper off off of the off of uh, the the franchise that we haven't gotten the game for and stuff. That's awesome. That's yeah. so cool to see. That's like critical role status at that point. But yeah. this was a one off that they just did on on Twitch gaming, so it was really nice to see that. Um, the thing to look forward to, though, is uh, another Twitch stream that's going to be over on CD Projekt Red's uh, Twitch channel. And we're getting episode five for Night City Wire. Yeah. And I'm super excited. Yes. And uh, did you see the tweet uh, that I that I linked about this? The the image that they the gift that they put in there? Because, yeah, I was kind of surprised. It's a roller coaster. Right. Yes. And. <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be able to go on roller coasters <laughs> like i guess i i was i'm 
unless this I'm is like a, for... another clip of like a memory of something you know like but like mm, yeah no, it, i mean it looks like point. Uh, like and that's the thing is that like i'm not 100 percent sure which pieces of of details that we've seen in the trailers come from like story beats you know things happening to other characters or things that you're actually yeah. experiencing in game i don't know uh but yeah hands up going on a roller coaster here we go Woo it's great i don't know why it brings me so I mean, it's probably because we've been stuck inside for so long and we <laughs> haven't been able to go to theme parks in a long time that i'm like yes roller coasters let's do it let's let's have <laughs> some not? fun why not but yeah i live in florida um, between a bunch of uh <laughs> a bunch of places with the roller coasters they're not super exciting to me anymore but Oh you know, my gosh. You know, God, you go have God. have your fun, kids. Go have your fun. You and your roller coaster privilege. First first world, <sighs> yeah, first world problems. Like Jeez. how many times have I, have I been to a theme park in my life at this point? I live right <laughs> like I live near theme parks. <laughs> like Probably. we used to we used to take passes. We had a we had a pass to a theme park that we would just like get in and out because of just being able to go. Mm -hmm. And we would just like my wife and I, when we were dating, we would just go. We got free parking. We'd go, we'd spend an hour. We just walk around. We'd go do a thing in the park, and they'd be like, "All right, let's go do something else," and we'd leave. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. when you live near theme parks. That's how you treat them. They're just, they're just like, "Ah, oh, let's go do this thing. Or let's go do this thing." Oh, we're gonna, yeah, okay, we're done with that. Bye. We'll just leave now. That's, that's real fair. I, I, yeah. I did the same thing when I lived in SoCal. We had, we had, we swapped annual passes between different theme parks, and we we're like, "All right, well, you want to just go to like downtown Disney or down yeah. or Universal Studios, just, and we'll go, we'll go." get some butter beer at Hogwarts for a little bit and then be able to just, you know, bounce back home. Yeah. We've, uh, <laughs> yeah so I, I'm sucking all the fun that. out of roller coasters, says Seville. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's basically it. We'd be like, oh, let's just, we'll go ride a ride. We'll get a drink or something. We'll walk around. We'll hang out. We'll take a look at some animals or whatever, you know, like, and then, okay, we're done. <laughs> that was it. And everyone right, else so is know, there like all the... bright eyed and like, oh, <laughs> this place is magical. And we're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> just leave. Um, anyway oh go on <laughs> i know that i know the true fans are still really excited about roller coasters like i am so yeah, but that's not the yeah. important uh november 19th this thursday um mm -hmm. at 6 p.m central time which uh, i think is 8 p.m your time is that right uh is it nine or nine p.m nine oh, six p.m central no. i'm sorry yeah right that would be that would be eight yeah central no okay, wait no so that would be eight eastern six that would be seven my time central's not mountain time zones are hard right? central why are so time zones hard eastern central mountain pacific right so central's one away so we would be at seven um but anyway okay. yeah that's two days after this episode comes out so you're either listening to this one or two days probably most of our listeners before right before this comes you out so probably know what's going on before we do yeah yeah I, i'm in this um and what are they talking uh, about with this night city wire <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to be diving into Johnny Silverhand, and uh, they're, hey. they're going to be giving us a, a variety of Night City tunes, uh, and apparently a lot more. Um, apparently, this is going to be a big one, and I imagine this is going to be the last one, because we we had known uh, back, I think, on the second one that they said that there was going to be a few more, uh, and they've kind of stuck to that idea that there's going to be like a total of five. So I think five is going to be the last one that we get uh, before the actual game release, and I think this is going to where they're they're going to kind of take us through Johnny Silverhand, which if you're if you've been listening to the podcast like we have been or, you know, Tom's been making it longer than I've been on it. But we've we've talked about Johnny Silverhand a lot. He's been a constant presence uh, with with our speculation and stuff. I'm really curious to know if they're going to 
go kind of light as far as just uh, top level stuff about who he is and why Keanu Reeves is playing him, or if they're actually going to dive into his death, if they're going to dive into, you know, like why, why he's so important and integral to the story. Um, yeah. What did you, th- how do you feel about this? Do you think they'll go light or do you think they'll go heavy with uh, the details? If I was them and this, I mean, re- let's, let's be honest. These things are marketing. These are, th- this is marketing. It, it plays to their sure. audience, but it's also marketing. I would, I would introduce him. I would, uh, of course, connect it to Keanu Reeves because then that gets anybody who still isn't aware that he's in the freaking game would be like, oh my god, Keanu Reeves is in this game, and then, <laughs> and then play up the whole question of like, here's what happened in Night City in twenty three. I think it is twenty twenty three. Um, what how is he in the game and then just kind of like create a like we're gonna find out more about him in 2077 stay tuned like that kind of thing like leave people hanging on that question without answering it uh i think that would be the way to do it because now all of a sudden you're creating like a, a new entryway into the game here's character or here's an actor everybody likes he's an important person in this world he's from the past but now he's in this game too and then you, you create a question of like, oh, well, now we need to play it to find out. That's what I would do. Yeah. That's probably I I would. I'm pretty sure you did the video. You're just not telling me. <laughs> I've been making and all I'll, of their videos. Find out later on. I dress up. Uh, <laughs> I am also the host. I just put on my um, my <laughs> my uh, color hair. Does she have blonde wig? It's like a platinum blonde. blonde wig. And I just like put on a little bit of makeup and all of a sudden I look completely different. <sighs> And I, and I talk with this awesome accent and my voice goes up like, you know, an octave. Um, yeah. If I, if I had her hair, I would be so happy with my life. I, I am so <laughs> envious of her. Hair. I have done and her hair is amazing. Yeah. She's a great um, host. She does, she does a really good job and she seems very like yeah. into it and she, she knows the talk and uh, yeah, she's great. Um, They've- Honestly, a lot of the the cyberpunk community member. I'm I'm not trying to not trying to to grease any palms here. All of the content creators that I've that I've seen for cyberpunk, super nice and super enthusiastic about this. Uh, really love like all of the content that's been going around, especially the Night City Wire. So I'm looking forward to this one. It's going to be bittersweet if it's the last one because I I would love to have more of these once the game actually comes out. But I'm sure once the game comes out, they'll probably have bigger priorities like uh, bug fixes and and top videos for like uh, multiplayer so maybe maybe we'll get some maybe. more of them later in the future for like dlc i don't know or yeah maybe they'll dive into yeah i wouldn't be surprised if there's not some sort of announcement six months later where they're like hey we've got a night city wire we got some new content coming out let's preview it um it's been working well i think it, this format works well for them uh, people seem to really enjoy them and it creates it creates hype and awareness i mean it does everything a good marketing video does so they're knocking that out of the park. Yeah, they really are. Um, did you want to to tackle the uh, the PS5? Because yeah. uh, this is this this is exciting for me. Yeah, I, I really like so that. technically these are trophies, right? PS5, but let's just call them Chivos because I like the word Chivo. Yeah. Uh, so here, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through each of them, and then you can react if you'd like. And chat, you're welcome to react as well. If you do not want spoilers, because obviously achievements will call out things that you do in the game, now's the time to skip. We've given you the whole episode without the spoilery stuff. Now's the time to turn off the podcast. Thanks for coming. We love you. See you later. Love you. See you next week. Bye. We're your best friends. Bye. All right. So here we go. Chivo list. Number one. 
Achievement Platinum. Earn all other trophies in Cyberpunk 2077. Not a spoiler. Shocking. 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 Shocking achievement. All right. Next one. City Lights. Complete all gigs and NCPD scanner hustles in city center. What does that sound like? This, this is a pretty reoccurring one that I've noticed in the list. Um, so I, I, I think gigs is not necessarily like the band gig that we kind of expect i think the gig is just a, a short term for job so i imagine this is probably something where uh there you're you're going to be asked to do all of the all of the questing that's in certain areas the scanner hustles is actually interesting because that's something that i don't think we've heard anything specifically on but knowing that you know you are going to be kind of scanning the the police things to to maybe like pick up on someone that's wanted for another gang or try and get some intel i i would like to understand a little bit more about what those are so that kind of has has my interest perked yeah i wonder if, if uh scanner hustles are uh, ways of getting you repeatable quests in his mm. own like hey we found out this dude this dude there's a scab over here just stole some stuff we need to we need to take him down and then you go take him down and or deliver him to the police and all of a sudden you get like oh well thanks thanks cyberpunk hey go kind of like here's some here's some cash yeah that's how they're kind of have that thing that is how the 100 every thanks. i've ever heard to <laughs> 1920s mob i just offended all of the police officers who listen to our show <laughs> no actually that's an awesome voice i would love i would love to meet a police officer that talks like that that would be amazing hey you know why i pulled you over huh mm -hmm. um all right next one full body conversion install at least one implant in each system and body part not a big surprise but cool does that include genitalia i don't know We'll have to try that out to find out. <laughs> Next one, right back at you. Kill or incapacitate an enemy who threw a grenade at you. Right back at I'm, you. I'm cool. You're cool with that. So I like uh, it. when the, I read the name the, and then I read the description, I thought about it and I was like, wouldn't it be like catch the grenade and throw it back at them? But maybe that's not a thing you can do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, might be able to slap them back. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, but I mean, if, if you're fighting an enemy that tosses you a grenade, you're going to kill it. Like you're going to make you, this. I would be surprised if like 99% of the player base doesn't get this achievement. Um, next one, the wandering fool find all tarot graffiti like tarot cars cards. I like that because it's a good reference to the actual tarot card itself. And uh, it, I think that's kind of like your one where it's like, hey, go explore. Mm -hmm. and go go see what's out there so i like that the, a lot of this uh a lot of these are kind of leaning towards graffiti and being able to, to take note because that that is kind of a, a real big thing with gangs like is is tagging and stuff so i i like yeah. that they want you to, to kind of go and find out what's going on in the rest of the world and try and dig sure. these down yep uh next one auto jock buy all vehicles available for purchase i'm looking forward to that that seems cool i, I want to all the vehicles because they just look cool i just hope that you can it's it's nice to know that all the ones that are are available can be purchased and you don't have like a a limit to your garage in this instance like yeah. you can you can literally buy every vehicle that's available yep now here's here's this one was new to me frequent flyer find all fast travel data terms yeah so that was um that was something that we found out and I think it, I can't remember who it was in chat. It was a couple of weeks ago where they had been talking about how um, 
they they use the the rail system when we were talking about some of the photos, uh, the rail system is going to be your fast travel and the data terms are the terminals that you, that you use to go to different parts of the city. And then that's how, uh, you'll be using the, the tram system to kind of like travel from one part of the town to the other. And that's just going to be like a loading screen that will, that will take you from place to place. Yeah. And the fact that they're called data terms instead of terminals was kind of a, mm-hmm. I was like, Hmm, it's that's fun. a interesting new way of it's cute. It's yeah, it's shortened. Uh, next one on the list: gung fu, or gun fu, not gung, gun fu. Kill or inca- incapacitate three enemies in quick succession with a revolver or pistol in close combat. Now, this one should be called John Wick. <laughs> like, yeah, that's my thought yeah. on this one. This is this is the Keanu achievement for yeah. sure. The, yeah, bam, the, bam, bam. Yeah, like just like punch, punch with the back of gun. Shoot this guy up close. Hit this guy in the head. Yeah, like boop, boop, boop. Boom, dead. Uh, next one, yeah. gun gunslinger, shoot an enemy grenade in midair with a revolver. That seems like you're going to have to slow down time to 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 knock out. I'm glad that it gives you an option to have that skill based thing, but I, I definitely think people are going to best achieve that by slowing down time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That it does seem cool though. That that's the thing you can do. You can just pop a grenade in the air before it gets to you. Uh, next one, Master Crafter, craft three legendary items. Not too much of a surprise. No. Uh, next one, I am the law. Complete completes all cyber psycho sightings. That's a cool one, and I hope that that is a Judge Dread reference. Because <laughs> if it's not, I'm going to be really disappointed. Well, cyber but, cyber yeah. psychos are. Oh, I am the law. That part, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Cy- cyber psychos, we know, are a thing. Um. The, I guess the thing here is that there are specific cyber psychos that are out in the world, you know, doing things and you can stumble across them and take them out. It, it makes me wonder what they mean by complete, because uh, obviously, like you like we've we've had allusions to uh, that. You're going to have to take out these cyber psychos. You got to kind of have to be careful of them. Um, I wonder if they are just like super overpowered like people that are out in the world mm-hmm. and you're going to have to, you're going to have to wait till you get kind of higher level to be able to take them out. And you just want to avoid them because they're, they are psychos, you know, they, they're yeah. willing to do anything. Or if they're not necessarily, necessarily, necessarily detectable, uh, just by looking around that you, you get a description <laughs> of somebody and that when you close in on them, they start to freak out. And that's when you realize, okay, I, I caught one. Um, Otherwise, they kind of blend in because maybe they just look like some augmented dude walking down the street who's not actually doing anything bad in the moment. Um, so I don't know. That'd be really uh, mean streets completes all gigs and NCPD scanner hustles in Haywood. And this is similar to the other one uh, that we have. We have another one. Uh, Little Tokyo complete all of these in Westbrook uh, Christmas tree attack complete a breach patrol or I'm sorry, breach protocol with a minimum of three daemons uploaded. This has got to be a hacking thing. Right? Yeah, that's that's something that I... Okay, so that is actually a reference to an actual thing that can be done. I know nothing about this because I don't actually hack. But apparently, according to Wikipedia, which, as we all know, uh, Wikipedia is uh, actually, you know, the best source of, of information ever. All the time. Uh, the yeah. term derives from 
from a fanciful image of a of each little option bit in a header being represented by a different colored light bulb all turned on as in the packet was lit up like a Christmas tree. And they're referring to the uh, Christmas tree packets that can be used as a method of TCP slash IP stack fingerprinting, exposing the underlying nature of a TCP slash IP stack by sending packets and then awaiting and analyzing the responses. So this is this is definitely a super, super uh, kind of like net diver kind of thing. Like you, if you if you want to jump into the net and you want to go in there and start digging around in files and stuff, this is this is kind of like that hacking thing where you're going to be dealing with um, like daemons and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so kind of surprised that this was in there, but I'm glad that for the people that know the reference, they're probably going to get a real kick out of that. Yeah. And also I have to wonder, like if you're not a net runner, are you still going to be able to hit this achievement or will there be ways of doing that? Even though you're not spec'd for that and with your character. They, they did say uh, early, early on back in like 2018 that there's no class and that you'll be able to fluidly move from one thing to another. So So you could arrange your spec in order to do it and then change your spec back if you were achievement. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Say say you're running heavy solo. You don't have to worry about kicking up a new character to be able to to jump as a net runner to be able to achieve this. You can just swap from a solo to a net runner, or at least get enough enough information about how to be a net runner um, in your in your skills to uh, to mm-hmm. be able to accomplish that. Yeah, that, that sounds fair. Um, okay, now we've got a few left. Actually, we got a significant amount of these left, so <laughs> let's keep going. Uh, the quick and the dead kill or incapacitate 50 enemies while time is slowed. Makes sense. Must be rats. Perform the distract enemies quick hack 30 times without drawing attention to yourself. Seems cool. It's kind of like, kind of like the assassinate for like Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, yeah, it's a, a quick hack, you know, distract enemies. Uh, it's it's the equivalent of like toss the coin uh, for um not the Witcher, but uh for Hitman Hitman. Be like, "Go, oh, there's a coin over there. Go look over there while I sneak around." You're doing that with a quick hack instead. Uh breathtaking, this is probably the best one. Collect all items that once belonged to Johnny Silverhand. I assume this also that, means the car. Yeah. That was the one that I thought was uh, really interesting. It's it's clear with the achievement that he is definitely dead and you were you were helping kind of retrace his path as you go along. Yeah. Next one, the wasteland complete all gigs and NCPD scanner hustles in the badlands. Of course, similar to the other ones. Damon in the shell kill or incapacitate three enemies with one detonate grenade quick hack. That sounds cool. That's the equivalent of like sneaking up to somebody um, in Fallout and pickpocketing them, but putting a grenade in their pocket instead. This is kind of like that. It's a you quick hack the grenade and just pops them. And they're just like, oh, those three guys are dead because I hacked the grenade. I didn't know you could do that. That's hilarious. Yeah, you can, you can reverse pickpocket. It's totally a thing. Um, then there's uh, Stanislavski's method. Use a dialogue option related to V's life path 10 times. That's interesting. So obviously it shows that your life path is going to change what dialogue options you get. Which makes sense. If you're living a corpo and you're talking to other corpos, you're going to have a uh, different dialogue that will influence those, those conversations as opposed to if you were like a, a street kid or a, a nomad. Yep. 
10 out of 10, reach the max level in any skill. Simple enough. Rough landing, while Berserk cyberware is active, perform a superhero landing to kill or incapacitate two enemies. So this has got to be a uh, uh, a perk or an upgrade for for that, where you can just like drop down on somebody and go on the ground, you know, tripod style. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that they keep referencing the superhero landing that that has become so common with superhero fo- movies nowadays. Oh yeah, totally. And it doesn't even make any sense. Like you wouldn't land like that. That would be painful. Um, <laughs> the world complete the main storyline. It's interesting. That's called the world. Yeah. What is that? I was mean? wondering. What does that mean? I was, I was thinking about that when you, uh, the, the world is your oyster, you know, when you, when you've done everything and you've completed everything, you know, the, mm-hmm. the world is, so you understand the world. That was kind of my thought process when I was, when I was reading through these. Or is something going to be threatening the world? Is, is, are you going to uncover something that is much bigger than simply, you know, the gangs and the corpos in, in night city? Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, greetings from Pacifica. Uh, complete all gigs and NCPD scanner hustles in Pacifica. The Jungle. Complete all of these in Santo Domingo. True Soldier. Kill or incapacitate 300 enemies using ranged weapons. I'm sure most of us will get there. True Warrior. Do the same thing with 100 enemies using melee weapons. Two heads, one bullet. Kill or incapacitate two enemies with the same sniper rifle shot. I like that one lining up it just it just shows you bullets, bullets go through people i like it yeah uh v for vendetta interesting title often or after reviving yourself with second heart kill or incapacitate the enemy who killed you that's so, a that's a fun one yeah because it's a play on words right your your character is v yep. and you're getting a vendetta for being killed so V for Vendetta is very apt. And I wonder if that was like, if that was planned early on, or if that was something someone was just like, oh, that would be hilarious if we made that an achievement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hope the person who named this I, got a raise. <laughs> I hope so as well, too. I want to know more about Second Heart, though, because Second Heart sounds like it could be a program. So it sounds like it could actually be another augment. Like, really curious. I, I think it's a wow. literal Second Heart. I think it's a, like, it, it's a it's a chest upgrade. It's a mm. you know your one heart goes out and the other one kicks on and keeps you alive. And obviously that has gameplay like a, ramifications. But it's like a it's either a bio uh, an advancement in your chest or it's actually a like a mechanical heart. Yeah. Um, and let's see, two left. It's elementary. Complete all gigs and and NCPD scanner hustles in Watson. And Legend of the Afterlife, reach max street cred. So street cred is obviously a thing here. And Legend of the Afterlife definitely refers to the afterlife owned by uh, Rogue. So that that's going to be kind of your your go to quest hub, your home base, as it were. So it makes sense, you know, if you if you if you go to that that bar all the time, then yeah, you're going to be a, a local legend. Uh, but if you get max street cred, then you know you're just going to be the legend of afterlife. Yeah. Yeah. So these are cool. I mean, it gives us a, a bit of a glimpse into some things that we may not have had as much knowledge about, but it also leaves us with a lot of questions. So, so very cool stuff. It also leaves uh, Sibyl in chat with the question of where would you put it? Meaning the second heart. I guess you, I mean, you don't need a second lung. Maybe you just swap that out. 
I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So cool stuff. We've uh, a lot of cool stuff. Um, we're just a few weeks away, Logan. Just a few weeks left. Hopefully Maybe. they don't move it again. Hopefully they keep to the date. Seems like they're seems like they're they keep saying they're keeping they're keeping to the date. This one's actually going to work. You know, we should have this yeah. before Christmas, so that'd be nice. I hope so. I, I really do. I, I know the team's been working hard, and I know that everyone's been been trying to to be as patient as possible with this game coming out. But for for a lot of us that have just been like really really antsy for this game, it's it's the sooner the better, as long as it's in the best state possible. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, that's uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, I did forget to mention something during the uh, thinking the patrons thing. I've decided that I will be adding another perk. I keep trying to add more perks to the Patreon in order to just give you guys as much as I possibly can. But after this show, like we normally do, Logan and I will be hanging out, answering some questions with chat, um, either about cyberpunk or about podcasting and content creation, YouTube videos, streaming, those kinds of things. Uh, We're happy to help you guys out with your own content creation, giving you some advice or just chat a little bit more about cyberpunk after the show. Because we do that after every episode, I am going to be including that. I recorded it anyway. All of the patron episodes are now going to include the extended version of the show, which will include that conversation as well. So even if you're not able to make it to the live stream, you'll be able to hear the extra questions and stuff. And usually that's when things get extra silly. So uh, I hope our patrons enjoy that. And if it's something that you're interested in, then you can sign up for as little as three dollars. So go check that out. Logan, you got anything else going on? Talk about before we head out. Oh, man, um, just kind of stuff normal as usual. Keel Hall's going strong. I got the second half of a really fun interview going up this week. Um, I'm going to be diving into more of my Series X uh, information about Sea of Thieves on that, if you're interested. Plus, I'm looking to do a, uh, a, a supplementary episode with just my overall thoughts on the the seri- Series X in general. So if nice. you want to thoughts on the series x and what i think of it uh spoilers it's really nice um then head over to kill <laughs> i'll give a give a listen for that and uh, otherwise you guys can always find me in lurking in the, the the discord channel over on twitter at capt underscore logun let me know what you thought of the spoiler content awesome awesome i've been trying to pick up a playstation 5 but i haven't had any luck so if anybody gets like an extra playstation 5 and you want to sell it let me know Maybe I'll buy they it. They are really heavy. So if you need help, two people helps your helps with your back if you want to pick one up. <laughs> I'm gonna be using it in my workout streams. I'll be uh, walking on my treadmill and then lifting a PlayStation 5 repetitively, uh, using my legs, not my back, to pick it up. Um so yeah, let me know. I'm just I'm just trying to get a hold of one. I don't know if I'll be able to get one before Christmas. They seem pretty hard to get at this point. Uh but we'll see. Um, let's see what else do I have going on uh, I'll be streaming again like normal this week uh, Monday Wednesday Friday during the day doing my walkie walkie thing on Friday I wasn't able to do it because our hot water heater seemed to have some problems and I had to deal with that guess what after hours of trying to figure that out guess what it was I figured it out yesterday you want to know you know what was wrong with my hot water heater <laughs> was the, it not lit no it's it's a it's um it's a gas uh uh, tankless heater so it's like you open the thing up and it looks like oh. a computer's in there with a bunch of like copper tubes that it runs the water through because the copper tubes stay hot um guess what it was it was the power panel Wi-Fi. had uh the circuit breaker had popped oh god <laughs> of all why, the things i don't know why yeah the circuit breaker i, I like 
just thought about it. I was like, I didn't check the circuit breaker. Yeah, sure enough, that one circuit pop popped it back on. Oh, that's good. Hot water again. I went. I had to take a freezing cold shower. Anyway, I haven't done that in years. I do not recommend it. It is no good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'll be I'll be streaming again. Come come hang out with me. Uh, I'll be walking and talking and and have my new uh, video not video game my new game show that's what it's called that i will be playing on twitch it is called are you smarter than twitch chat and i will be bringing in contestants from my twitch chat to compete against the rest of the twitch chat in order to win stream loot boxes which can get you things like uh keys for video games a hundred dollar gift card for Amazon, all the other stuff that I've got in the stream loot boxes, a bunch of fun stuff you can use on stream. And if you're able to beat Twitch chat, you can get 10 of those loot boxes for free. So we'll, we'll be playing that this week. I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, if chat wins, then chat gets the boxes instead. And whoever's the first one to click on the links after all the boxes are collected gets uh, free loot boxes. So it'll be super fun. I'm also going to be uh, putting some of those episodes in between some of our regular episodes. So like if we do a cyberpunk version on stream where I have cyberpunk trivia questions, we'll kind of throw that in in between episodes of these so you guys can still listen to them because I, I think it'll be a fun time. Maybe we'll test it out and be terrible. I don't know, but I think it's going to be good. I've, I've got some got some plans for this. So uh, come hang out with me for that. Um, definitely if you are if you're watching this stream turn on notifications because some days I'm able to stream earlier and some days I'm able to stream later it all depends on when I get certain things done uh, I don't have a regular schedule except for these regular shows which happen in the evenings usually 9 p.m. Eastern 6 p.m. Pacific so um, yeah so if you want to jump into any of that stuff if you want to compete then that's the way to do it all right that's all I've got going on check out all the other shows at robotsradio.net thank you for hanging out and until next time stay safe in Night City we'll see you next time bye Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, a smart podcast for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And we're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons and Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast. Since the dawn of time, there have been storytellers who teach through their stories. These myths give rise to fundamental truths, and these truths shape our collective experience. Yet these myths are not something of the past, and today they engage us more fully in the story itself. Video games allow us to live the lives of our favorite myths. 
My name is Blue Crew 86, host of Focus Fire Chat, and I want to invite you to explore our modern-day myths with us. Join with us as we explore the stories, the mythologies of the Destiny franchise, as well as other games. Let's explore together. Hi, I'm Aaron. And I'm Ariel. And we're the hosts of the Legend of Zelda Lorecast, a podcast about all things Legend of Zelda, from Errol to Zora. And all the fun things in between. If you're ready to dive deep and learn more about the Legend of Zelda lore and everything surrounding it, come join us on the Legend of Zelda Lorecast. You can find us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever else you get your podcasts. We hope to see you soon.